your talk show for all things automotive. From the latest news to the greatest views. And the biggest names in rolling iron. Your host is Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. And owner of his own small but growing fleet of cool cars. Get behind the wheel of an hour of car talk starting right now. In the, the Driven, Driven Radio, Radio Show. Ah, uh, the new year. Oh, Here my we are. Lord. And with a new name. Can't believe we've made it in. Uh, yes, uh, we are now going to be the Driven. It's Driven Radio. Driven which, Radio. Which yep. also ties in with uh, that other fantabulous website that I've got. Oh, yeah. Uh, readthedriven.com. You can read the Driven. You can listen to the Driven in Driven Radio. Driven Radio uh, well, Show. I'm, I'm not going to read you what we got on the website, but we're going to have some similar content, and we're going to try to tie everything together, and I'll be telling yeah. you about stuff that comes up on the website. The, the kids these days call that a blog. Oh, that's yeah. what that's called. That's what it's called. So you're going to be blogging. Yeah, you're going to be well, blogging all over its place. I've been doing that Don't touch bit. me, honey. I'm I've blogging. <laughs> I, I, I haven't washed up yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm blogtastic. You've got, uh, we, we've got us, Brett Hatfield, Mark Groves, and uh, we have a special uh, guest host because as the as we move forward into 2019 and uh, Driven Radio Show starts just, you know, tearing it up, uh, I'm going to step back and and do my writing thing. Oh. Because I'm burning to be an artist. You don't understand. There's an art part of me just gotta get out i can see the artist on you i i know really you know haven't you? although i i dress like a a walmart commando with these uh these green khaki pants and the black t-shirt and stuff but you, I, s- you said artist i'm totally thespian on the inside so uh <laughs> so uh as as i pull back you gotta have a, a kick in a kick an associate a co-host that's gonna take it up that extra notch that i just as catfish i couldn't well and <laughs> And we've asked people to sign on for this, and I can't believe anybody did voluntarily. Heather, you victim, you. Heather Riley is joining us for the first show of 2019. It's got a new name, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see if Heather can survive. uh, You know, a a one round exhibition with uh, two idiots and and a lot of car talk. I can't believe she signed on for this voluntarily. All right, Heather. You know what? It was the crappy coffee and the breath mints (laughs) that I was just I was sold. Yeah. How can you not enjoy that? I mean, and we, you saw it's true too. We come as advertised. <laughs> Although you know what, we I'll need to get you a, a better styrofoam cup. Yes, yes, because yeah. the crappy coffee is on its way. It had to be brewed first. Dort. It, it absolutely is. <laughs> it's a, you know toward this time of day. Now, as we uh, as we go in, you've got you've got some big plans. You, you're doing the um, the website along yes. with this, and you're now a Twitter guy. Oh, man, I spent forever today trying to get our Twitter <laughs> presence put together. I hear you cackle. I hear you cackle. I, I, I need some help. I really oh, do. Man. I should have advertised for somebody to run social media for me. <laughs> Watch out, Heather. It just suddenly <laughs> blossomed. Look at this. Opportunities knocking. What do you mean, oh, computer? Goodness. It doesn't have a carb on it. <laughs> and, and all I say is please donate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Heather, let's find out just a quick bit about you. What's your background with vehicles? Uh, well, I got into it because of drag racing. My um, Good start. Yeah. My mom's boyfriend, when I was about 14 or 15, uh, drag raced a 72 Chevy. And just from that moment on, I was all about that. She That's said Chevy. Do. Nice. <laughs> do you know what kind of engine he had in it? Uh, Shiny with a thingy <laughs> on top. That's all I know. <laughs> you well, know, we talking three fifty. He pulled it to the track with a Chevy too, and I believe his race truck had a three fifty in it. Nice. So yeah, nice. very cool. Yeah, it was slow because it was heavy, 
and I had some problems, but it was, you no, know. No, 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 guilty as charged. <laughs> I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> well, awesome. Okay, so you're familiar with all that. And we were talking earlier. Uh, didn't didn't in high school you you do some wrenching? Uh, I did. I was I was actually in an auto collision class. So I was doing uh, auto body uh, sanding, painting, things like that. Nice uh, welding, which was fun. I liked that. Oh God, welding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so envious because I can burn a hole in anything, but I can't get two pieces of metal together to save my soul. You could burn through both of them. Oh, yeah, I could. You just line them up. I'm just, pff, oh, look at that hole. Well, you got to start somewhere. You know? Yeah, and I start in the negative where nothing's touching. Well, she knows how to weld and she knows how to paint. That's She's got us both smoke. So what, did you work on a 72 Chevy or something like that? So what was that really cool car that you put back together? Oh, uh, that was my first car, an 88 Plymouth Reliant K car. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> it's the angry doorstop. It's a lot of baling twine, professional uh, baling twine, though. Yeah, yeah. You welded the baling twine onto it. Uh, I spent more time working on the car than I did driving it. But uh, you know, it's because it was a reliant yeah, you did, K car. You yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Saved a company. There you go. Everything, everything from probably right around eighty one, eighty two. Through into the early 90s, including the minivans, everything was based on that same K-Car platform. And ugly as they are, hideous as they were, it did save Chrysler. And, uh, you know, it got them from A to B. It got them to the minivan, and then that was their saving grace. Dude, in 88, I, I was a top 40 disc jockey. And I remember my brother, he'd, he'd uh, spawned. He'd had a kid, got married, did all the grown-up stuff. And when he came to me and told me, yeah, I, uh, I'm getting a minivan. I'm like, you're dead to me. You just so died. And it was it was one of those Plymouth ones, so it was a really nice one. And uh and then once I had kids, I'm like, I wish I had a minivan. But now you can't because you told your brother that he's a- I, I, I know. I got I gotta make his legacy live, so I'm like, all right, I gotta go find something kind of fun. So but Heather, it will still be nerdy. What are you driving now? <laughs> a, a minivan. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. Uh, I've got a Dodge Caravan. But, I have to leave now. Uh, well, to be fair, my boyfriend has the sports car. He's got a 2011 Mustang. Okay. Okay. So, There's redemption. Yeah. There's hope yet. There we go. <laughs> You'll notice that I smell like exhaust that comes out of an old Corvette because I got smoked out by exhaust in an old Corvette. <laughs> you drove the 60 today. Yes, I did. Is it feeling a little leaky? Yeah, it hasn't been out in a while, and I think we got a little bit of stuff to burn off, but we'll figure that out on the way home. You know, just don't take it through a drive through car wash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did that sting? Our last show, we, uh, I, I just, we exposed some of our stupidest things I, we'd ever done. I love the fact that you just detailing. kick me in the teeth over and over and over again. <laughs> so me leaving, you're really going to miss me. Well, well, and here's the other thing. I, I have to finish getting that sucker polished up because one of the things we're going to talk about in Seg 4 is a show that we've got going on this weekend. And the Impala was invited. These Impala Dude, was specifically seriously? invited. Oh, well, we got to tell. But first, let's uh, let's hit some news here real fast. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on the Driven Radio Show. Okay, real quick. Uh, if you want to have a classic car, maybe you ought to consider working for Kevin Hart. What's up with him? The comedian at the end of his tour here uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, really funny guy. But at the end of his tour, to thank his posse for all of their hard work and everything they'd done for him, bought everybody a classic car. What? Classic cars. On a post that he uh, posted to Instagram, a little video he put up a couple days ago, went through and showed all the classic cars that he bought for all the guys in his group. Uh, bought a, uh, looked like a 73. 
374 bright red Corvette Coupe, a mid-60s oh Mustang Notchback, a late-60s GTO, a 70 Chevelle SS hardtop. That one stopped me in my tracks. Uh, (laughs) I'm working for the wrong people, man. (laughs) Had an early 70s GTO, a first-gen Camaro, looked like about 67, 68. Couldn't see the side, so I couldn't tell you for sure. A 69 Chevelle, and somebody wound up with a yellow Beetle. That had to be a personal preference thing. (laughs) Remember watching Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, it was that was what well, you know, they're they're kinda It was a good looking beetle. It was a good for for what it was. It was a beetle and if uh if you wanted a flower in the dashboard. If you wanted two thirds of a Porsche, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Everything but the class. Everything well, you know. The funny thing was my cousin had one of those when she was uh for her first car. And I loved it. It was great. It was one of the few cars that me and my buddies could pick up, move, take someplace else. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't necessarily you know, <laughs> have to have the keys for if it. If the car couldn't carry you, you could always carry it. Well, you Yay, know, VWs. don't park it, just put it in your pocket, take it inside. <laughs> Coming up next on the Driven Radio Show, Frank Meekum. Oh. Frank freaking Meekum. Oh, Meekum Auctions. Up next on the Driven Radio Show. And we're back with more Driven Radio. You know, Mark, one of the things that I get to do that's so much fun is covering auctions for sports car market American Car Collector. Now, do you, do you ever have a problem where you go home and you're like, oh, you looked at all these gorgeous vehicles at these auctions. I mean, you crawled through them. You got to know those cars. And do you go home and like, if only, if only oh, I... You think I have to go home? <laughs> that night, that evening in the motel... <laughs> I'm doing it from the second I hit the floor, man. Yeah, but it's a good kind of envy. Well, you know, know, and with the Kansas City one, you got to the top of the elevator and you made the left hand. There's a bunch of Corvettes sitting there, so I'm sunk from the jump. Oh, darling. Yeah, you're right in in your... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in my own wheelhouse there. (laughs) And uh, one of the great things is occasionally, a couple times a year... uh, they're here in our backyard. I know. I don't have to go stand in, stay in a hotel. I get to go hit a really killer auction in town. And it's Meekum. The Meekum auction comes here. Woohoo! Uh, they're here in December, and they put on a great show. And they've always got, you know, this, year, this time around, they had 700 different cars <gasps> there. That's a lot of stuff in one place, especially in, in Kansas City. And I was lucky enough, I got... Just a few seconds, because the guy is so busy, I managed to corner Frank Meekum, talk to him for a second, and say, hey, Frank, I really need to Please be on my show. Please be on the show. Please be on the show. Please be on the show. You're the coolest guy ever. Please be on the show. And he looked at me, and he took pity on me, and he said, yes, he would. And so we've got Frank Meekum with us tonight. Frank, welcome to Driven Radio. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, Frank's been doing this forever. He popped out of the womb, and they gave him stickers to go stick on cars. <laughs> <laughs> the Dream Factory. Up, oh, Frank's the one of the instigators. Frank, how old were you when you started working at the auction? Uh, my first job actually was putting stickers on on uh, cars. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was probably uh, eight, nine years old. <laughs> Seriously, do you, do you remember yep. any of those initial cars? That any stick out that you were like, "Oh, I really like this one." 
at that you age. Know, I, I don't remember any of those cars, you know, putting stickers on. It was, uh, you know, I remember the auction. It was when we, we had sales in uh, Arizona um, back in the mid-'90s. But, uh, you know, the, the earliest car from, you know, my car uh, memory uh, was a 64-and-a-half Mustang. Uh, we were at our Des Moines auction. I was probably 12 or 13, and I was standing with my grandpa at the time, and he said, we're going to try to buy this car. And so we started bidding on this car, uh-huh. and we ended up getting it for 7500 Wow. And it was the greatest thing in the world. I, I, I got my first car. I was, I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old. And then the next day, uh, we're, we're figuring out, how we were getting our car back, and a couple came along. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and they started talking to us about the car, and they, they made us an offer. And before my grandpa could say anything, I said, sold. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we made, like, it was, and it was, we were making $200, and I thought I was the richest kid in the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Gramps, look what I did. Ain't I the thing? <laughs> kind of like Gregory Hines in History of the World, born to do it. I can just see Grandpa yeah. going, you know, I love this boy. He may not be the brightest, but he sure got initiative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so your first car you owned all of 24 hours. Yep. God, I love it. That's fantastic. So you must have owned a ton of stuff since you're in this business and you, you always get it, you know, you get first look right up front. How many cars have you owned? Do you know? Um, I've owned, uh, I've probably owned 50 or 60 cars that I've, you know, that I keep for a little while and I'll sell it to buy this or to buy that. And just, just, I'm, I'm just the average car guy. I always want a different car or something else. And, um, you know, when we when we're me and my wife were planning to build our house, all I cared about was how big the garage was going to be. <laughs> we uh, were talking with a guy last week, Rennie, yeah. and he had kind of that same experience where you know I, I get the car and I love driving it, but I love it right then. Every car that I drive right now is my favorite car. Yeah, because That's you know I trade it out and I, I try something new. That's what I tell everybody. My favorite car is the last car I sold. <laughs> so I'm wondering when you built your house, uh, bedroom, bathroom, fourteen car garage. No, no, not that big. Only it's a, only a four car garage, but there's plans for a uh, a car building here shortly. There you ah, go. See, uh-huh. there you go. We won't call it a barn. We'll call it the concierge service for my collection, yep. <laughs> my display case. <laughs> so, of the forty or fifty you've had, what's your favorite? Uh, you know the car he just sold. Talk about my <laughs> no, my favorite car. Uh, it probably and this isn't even this isn't even uh, a car that I own. This is a car that my dad owned, and it's actually uh, it's actually being uh, resold this weekend uh, at Kissimmee, uh, and that's the uh, uh, Harley Earl Corvette. And oh. that car has always been my favorite car. Just studying the history of that car and the learning the history of Harley Earl and that car has always been my favorite and it's a car that we had the chance to own twice and it's just it, it just always sticks out in my memory and you've got Mark scrambling on the computer there to pull up the picture Mark let me help you out it's lost lot S180 
It's being sold as the two-car lot at the Kissimmee Auction, the Harley Earl and Bill Mitchell Corvette styling cars. Pull those yep. bad boys up. Oh, my it's goodness. A pair of, pair of blue mid-years. It's and, a, and it's a pair. Yes. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, those, <sighs> might, those might go for a dollar or two. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they should create a lot of interest. Uh, for Corvettes, they're very special. The styling Corvettes of that era, they've always bought uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of big interest, and i've i've been uh, I've been with about within about five feet of the Harley Earl car at one time. So I know the car you're talking about, '63 Corvette uh, convertible. Mm-hmm. It's got the white painted, uh, this kind of scoop triangle thing on the hoods, painted white. What's the deal with those pipes coming out the side, right behind the the fender well, and then curving down? How do you do that with fiberglass? And that's that. That was the you know the styling department of uh, General Motors at that time. Uh, just did so many different things, and that was a car that they did uh, to give to Harley Earl as a retirement gift. Uh, that's that was towards his hit the end of his reign. Um, was uh, uh, well, he left before '63, um, and then 1963 was. Uh, uh, the year that they named the uh, Daytona 500 trophy after him. Uh, wow. That car also paced the race. And, and there's so many special things about that, that car uh, if that, memory that serves, don't even get to. If memory serves, doesn't that have a complete second set of gauges on the passenger side? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does. There's a shot of the interior. That's insane. I told oh you my God, I'd be I close to this, this car. <laughs> that is beautiful. Isn't that incredible? Everybody needs to go to Meekum.com and check out those cars. They're lot S180 coming up at the Kissimmee auction. Now, how many auctions does Meekum do a year, Frank? Uh, in 2019, we will, we will do uh, 12 car auctions, uh, two motorcycle auctions, and uh, two tractor auctions. That so is that, a ton of stuff to work on. auctions. Tractors? Are are you talking like uh, big honking heavy duty machinery tractors? Are you talking uh, the vintage tractors? Vintage tractors. Vintage tractor auctions. I yep. Yep. And, and the reason I'm I'm even kind of amazed by that, uh, and it shows you just how little I know it. Is nothing against the people who own them. There's a little bitty uh, festival in southern Missouri. It's uh, the Fairgrove Heritage Festival in Fairgrove, Missouri, with 1,100 souls in that place. <laughs> Honest to God, they they have this wonderful um, parade that you know has uh, high school bands that can almost play yeah. and this and that. But then they get to the tractors. They have a few classic cars. And then there's tractor after tractor after. T- I swear to God, every good all is located right there, along with the John Deere's, and they are mint, baby. And yep. They, yep. And the old dudes yep. who get in get on them, and they are just as shiny. And they'll have the grandkids driving them. They're, it's just it's so fun. I can't imagine what 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 do tractors pull at auction? Like really classic ones. Uh, you can get tractors uh, that bring uh, two to five thousand, or you get tractors that bring into the six figures. Six fi- What's a six figure tractor? Do you know any of them? Uh, you know, tractors are not my specialty, but you get some of those special John Deere's uh, with 
with the rare history, it's just like cars. The rare, the rare, the better. And Unbelievable. You get, you get some rare stuff, and and uh, they bring some big money. Now, you, you, you use a phrase I don't think I've ever heard before: six-figure tractor. <laughs> I know I'm writing that down. I'm like, this happened on this day. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. A dozen car auctions, a couple bike auctions. It sounds like a ton of stuff to organize. Uh, how many people work for Mecom? I mean, this sounds hectic. Like you've got tons going on. We have uh, our home office in Walrus, Wisconsin. We have uh, close to 130 people full time. Good grief! And then we have uh, probably another. High pushing when you consider our road staff three hundred, and you know an auction like Kissimmee, we're going to be we're going to be close to five hundred employees. When we come back, we want to dig into the Kissimmee auction. Uh, there are some things that I understand about this that just are mind blowing. Want you to talk about that, and then we'd like to get your advice to people who are going to auctions for the first time. What you look for, what you tell sellers, what you would advise buyers. All of that good stuff when we come back with more Driven Radio right after this. We're back with Driven Radio, and your host is Brett Hatfield, who is a uh, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, where you can find Driven Radio and much, much more, plus owner of uh, several of his own classic vehicles. And I'm Catfish Groves, and I just like to yak. So let's get back to yakking. Frank, now, when we left, we were talking about Kissimmee coming up. Any truth to the rumor that I've heard this is the biggest car auction all year long? This is the world's biggest car auction. We have, over the next uh, 11 days, we are going to run over 3,300 vehicles. Um, What? We'll have over 3,000 pieces of memorabilia, and uh, it's going to be a big 11 days. Okay, 3,300 vehicles. I am dying of curiosity. I, I earned the, the title of Catfish for a reason. <laughs> I have kind of a bottom-feeding sensibility when it comes to vehicles. And, you know, are we talking, are, are all the vehicles up at that, you know, um, 20, 30, 40,000 range and above? Or is there something that a bottom feeder can walk away with too early He's in the sh- auction? Frankie's shaking his piggy bank right now. Yeah. <laughs> this, this auction has something from everybody. We're going to have cars over the over this first weekend that are in that entry-level collectible, five to 20,000. Nice. Um, and then as it goes up, we're going to reach, uh, reach well into the seven figures. Oh, sure. Um, and there's a couple cars that uh, possibly will break eight. Nice. Wow. Ooh, oh, got to know. Which, one do you, which ones do you think might do that? Uh, the, uh, the 65 Ford GT prototype Roadster uh, will reach well into the eight figures. And then yeah, uh, well. you also have the uh, 2016 uh, uh, Ferrari uh La Ferrari Aperta that uh, could come close. Uh, that's a wow. that's a seven figure car. It absolutely is. Yep. 
Um, so for people who are coming to your auction for the first time, first-time buyers, uh, what's the single best piece of advice you could give them? Uh, the, the thing I always tell first-time buyers is don't worry about trying to buy something that is going to go up in five years. Buy something that you like and you love. There's, you will never do wrong if you follow that, uh, that path, and then as you learn more, you can get into the investment side and go further. Do you think that most of the people who come to your auctions are consumers? They're buying cars that they're going to drive and enjoy, not so much speculators. Yeah, most of the people you're you're most of the cars we're selling aren't seven figure cars. These are these are cars that are eighty thousand under that people are taking the uh, car shows over the weekend or cruise nights on Friday night or cars and coffee. Nice. Uh, they're doing all those things. Uh, that's that's what uh, and we see, and that's that's what makes this hobby keep growing. And on the flip side of that, first-time sellers at an auction, what's the best advice you can give sellers? And to that end, how should a seller prep a car for an auction? Well, the thing I always tell the one question you always get from first-time sellers is. Where should I put my reserve? And they ask you, should you set it high? Should you set it low? And what I try to tell them is, set it with what what you're trying to achieve. That's that's the best way. People don't know your reserve. The only person that knows your reserve is the auctioneer. So it, it doesn't need to be a uh, a guessing game. You just put it right there, and that way that auctioneer knows exactly where he's got to be. Um, and and prep work, it's it's simple. Uh, make sure your car is detailed very well. Uh, make sure your car has fresh gas and a fresh battery. Uh, that's that's the biggest, the worst thing that can happen is if your car gets to the block and you just hear click. Uh, <laughs> and, and it does happen. And the figures start falling off of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stage fright, it's, you know, you say the car's got stage fright, but it's, it's, you know, uh, guys that do this for a living, they, uh, their cars are always, they always have new batteries and good gas in them, and that's, and those are the cars that run the best. You know, if they would do that, like uh, cars down in Arkansas, when you drive six, seven hours <laughs> to go look at it, because it's supposed to be ready to drive all the way back to Kansas City, and it's got yep. old gas in it and old oil, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great that advice. Turpentine. You smell the turpentine? Oh, yeah. You, you go around a corner and it stalls. We're, what? We're, yep. we're, pick, we're picking scabs here. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a burn that's still, there's a scar. You can see it right there. Yeah, Mark had finally found the... Uh, oh, God, yes. The Mercury, what were... It was a 60, uh, 65 Mercury Monterey Breezeway. Yeah. And it uh, it was worth all the money that he was asking me for it. And it really was worth it. My only condition was I needed to be able to drive it back. I didn't have a trailer on that weekend. So, uh, and the guy said, yeah, I took it to his, uh, listen to me whine about my story. And then me, uh, he said he'd taken it to his mechanic, blah, blah, blah. And I drove the seven hours to get there. And then he's like, well, you know what? I don't think the mechanic got to all the things. And the oil was like, you know, looking at hot brownies. Yeah. (laughs) It was, and it it died going around a corner in this. And I'm like, for the money he's asking, you know, it's worth it because I could take it and I, I could change oil. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. if I have to suck that gas tank out on my own, 
I can do that. I'll figure out a way to get the old gas out. But not seven hours from home. But no, not seven hours from home. So I had to pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Sorry, I had to bring that one yeah, back up. Yeah, scratch that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so first I want to ask you, Frank, what is, what's people's single biggest misconception about going to car auctions? Uh, I guess, you know, the, the biggest misconception is uh, people think auctions are strictly for getting rid of things that people don't want. Uh, Gee, I hope not. I bought collect- some things at auctions. <laughs> <laughs> the, the collector car hobbies is so far past that uh, mantra of the auction that, you know, people are, uh, you, people are so in vogue with auctions now. People want to be a part of them, uh, buying and selling. You're getting, that's what you've seen the biggest growth in our industry, um, is that you have so many new buyers and sellers coming into the market, um, that have made it grow into what it is. Um, it's, it's past those old times of where it was just, um, uh, dealers looking to get rid of old inventory and get new inventory. Um, we're we're selling to uh, end consumers now instead of dealers. I think that's the biggest uh, misconception that some people have. And what is it you would want people to know about Meekum that they don't already know? What is it you know that we don't that you think we should? Well, I think the biggest and this is the biggest attribute uh, for our company is is the people behind it uh, all the people they see all the glitz and the glamour on TV uh, but they don't see all the hard hours that uh, our crew and our employees put in uh, we're blessed with some of the best people in the world that have that have come to work for us and that's I think that's our biggest secret so now this is when we get back into your personal stuff. Uh, for you, what's the most exciting auction you've been to, or the most exciting lot? What what thing has come through one of your Me- one of the Meekum sales that got you most excited or wound up? Uh, there's there's a lot of big moments. Uh, uh, one of the biggest for me uh, was when we sold the uh, Tim Wellborn Muscle Car Collection. Um, here in Kissimmee, uh, I guess that's four four years ago now. Um, but that was one of the first uh, um, major collections that I worked start to finish, and I'm seeing what I think out of the uh, 18 cars that he offered, there was like nine world records. Uh, it, it was, it was just, that's, that's one of the highlights, I guess, of, of my career. Yeah. Catfish is looking at his monitor and he's just shaking his head. Uh, saying, I, I got wow. on the Meekum.com and I'm just like, I'm scrolling going, ah, yeah, wow. And I'm just, and this is just, uh, uh Kiss, Kissimmee. I, uh, wow. There's really, really cool stuff going to be down there. Wicked. Great stuff. And Frank. Here's your chance to uh, to out yourself. Uh, best car story, worst car story, dumbest thing you've ever done in a car. What have you got? Oh, uh, you know, I guess my my best car stories are are from the auction block. Just uh, just being around them, seeing, being lucky enough to see so many cars in my lifetime. Um, that's that's uh, just being that lucky. I think that's 
that's my my favorite part is being able to just be part of so many different cars. And you know, you have to have seen so many changes in the cars that go across these blocks. Oh, absolutely. Even in the past twenty years, because as I'm scrolling through, I'm seeing you know the classics that uh, jump up to my eyeballs, and then I'm like, wait a minute, an '86 Pontiac Grand Prix. Yeah. An Aero Coupe? That's cool. But those things were cool. An 89 Chrysler Fifth Avenue. One owner. But look at the shape. That's, there's and, and, you know, of course, the Pontiac Trans Am, 76 Trans Ams, et cetera. It's, what, what do you think of this evolution of the cars that are showing up? Oh, I mean, and then you start, you know, I start looking at, they'll have, uh, you know, every once in a while we'll get an early 90s uh pickup truck and I'm like well that's not a collector car but then you start thinking about it it's you know it's it's 20 27 years yeah old now. yeah it is and isn't it, it and it's in perfect condition with 2,000 miles it it is going to be a collector car in, in five ten years it so you just see those trends coming and I watched one of those roll across the block in Kansas City Saturday yep yep so. We've been talking with Frank Meekum of Meekum Auctions. He's their uh, director of consignments, and he's a busy guy. He's got a huge sale coming up down in Kissimmee, Florida. Frank, thanks for being with us here on Driven Radio. Thanks for having me on, guys. And we're back with more Driven Radio. Uh, great to talk to Frank Meekum. What a cool guy. Smart. Very smart. Dude. And he, Meekum auctions. And he's oh, been, my God. Yeah, he's been dipped in this a little bit, hadn't he? Oh, yeah. You think baptized <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the blood of oil. Hallelujah. I, mean, I, I don't know that Frank ever had a job outside of the auction company, to be real honest with you. I think he's been there That's from the jump. That's wild. Well, you know, he said he was, he's been doing this since he was little. Because I've been a disc jockey and a waiter and a dishwasher. Oh, let's not talk about all the stuff I've been. <laughs> let's let's do, however, talk about the job I just retired from. Uh oh. Oh, here's going to be a long one. Heather, are you ready? F- Fifteen <laughs> years construction, property management, dealing with buildings and rentals and people and her from. But I've quit now. I'm just going to be a consultant to them. Nice. So we can continue bringing you all of the fantastic quality. Sound like a car salesman yet? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like reaching from a wallet here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Keep your hand on it. Uh, so I can be a full-time car nerd, and that's what I really wanted to do, and that's what that's we're awesome. going to continue doing. And the fact that we can get people to come and be full-time car nerdy with us is just fantastic. Well, that's, I was telling Heather uh, beforehand about kind of how we met, and it was like, you know, a year and a half ago and got to talk about cars, and we met through a friend, so we hadn't even known each other, but we... Uh, we, you know, went and had some pizza and, and talked about things and then, you know, uh, spent a year agitating and then finally just said, you know what? We got to do this. We got to do it. Put the key in. Put the key in. It's time to and go. And so here it is. So, uh, and now it's your baby. Oh, man. Uh, hey, I've told you a million times. This is my favorite thing I do all week long. Whee! Love to do the show. Okay. Uh, with all of that said, we've got, a, believe it or not, we got a car show in the middle of wintertime in Kansas City. An opportunity to drag out your uh, hot rods and customs and bikes. Uh, Wide Open Magazine is having their all-horsepower bike and car show this weekend at the KCI Expo Center at 11730 Northwest Ambassador Drive in Kansas City, Missouri. Motorcycles, cars, boats, semis, UTVs, anything badass with big horsepower. 
Doors open at 10 a.m. You can go to www.wideopenmag.net or call 913-710-0622 for more information. Now, Heather, have you been to some of these uh, some of these big honking shows that have been around here, some of these car shows? Uh, we went to one last year, actually. Wh- which one? <laughs> it was in March. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we took, we took uh, my, actually, two of my son's birthdays are in March, so we took them up there. To check it out, maybe oh, nice. World of Wheels. Were you uh, up at Bartle? Up at the yes. Okay, that sounds World like, of Wheels. Okay, yes. like World yeah, of Wheels. because it has both all the cool cars the adults like, and then it's got the Hot Wheels ones that the kids are all like, "Oh God, shiny!" <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, stuff we like. Well, yeah, I like it. I like it too. But I, now, I, now I stand there more astutely and I wait until everybody goes away and then like. Ding, ding, ding. Well, we try to act like we're not the kids, but uh, uh, what was your favorite vehicle there? Nobody's fool. Oh. Well, you know, if you've been up there, they have a mix. It goes from, you know, newer vehicles to the giant trucks, which they let us sit in. Um, but the the classics are always my favorite. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember what which one it was that gonna, they had up there. We're going to have to work on that. I know. <laughs> I know. I took like a million pictures, but I, not good pictures. Oh, it's granted, all, it's all good. Pictures. Well, you know... <laughs> I have such a uh, focus anyway, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sniffing out. There's like three different kind of uh, vehicles that I really badly want. So there's the ones big, that stand out. It's got to be big. Bigger. Bigger. Biggest. Ugesto. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and don't forget the all-encompassing Mopar. Oh, my God, yes. Right. That's the funny thing because like even Lincolns, I love those big old Lincolns, but I'm like, it's just kind of... That's just too big. No, it, it needs. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? Because the Chrysler Imperial, I'm like, oh, God. It, yeah. it needs to have some kind of jackball looking grill on yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to be messed up and kind of weird looking. Walleye and, fish headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. And, and, and at least a half a dozen styling cues that make you think, what were they doing? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of highballs were they drinking yeah, well, when they designed this one? So. Passing out peyote buttons in the design center. <laughs> weird thing about the, wow. about the wide open show. A gentleman named Jesse Rhodes, who's with Wide Open Magazine, contacted me yesterday and wanted to know if I'd sold the 61 Impala yet. Yeah, because you've you've still got it listed for right now. Yeah, well, I'm kind of waffling. Somebody better cough up some jack on that because you're going to bring it back in the fold. You know you are. Somebody's kid's going to wind up going to community college. Anyway, (laughs) he asked me if I'd sold it, and I said no. And I'm thinking, wow, did I get somebody? He said, we'd really like to have that at the show. No way. Personal so, invitation for personal the car? Personal invitation for that car. Dude. Uh, you know he wasn't going to invite me. But <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you, you stay outside the gate, but we'll, we'll pull your car we'll, in. <laughs> we'll take your car in. We'll even wipe it off for you. So 61 got a personal invite. I better figure out how to get the oxidation off the stupid stainless trim. Oh, yeah. Well, I have. I've managed to polish a quarter-sized spot that's just brilliant. But it, well, See? All you have to do is that, that you know eight or nine hundred more times, and yeah, because yeah, it's because it took it. me forty five minutes. <laughs> you know what? You'll figure out a way. You'll figure out a way. There's got to be somebody. Our, our guest last week. You need to talk to him. Uh, you, you know, know master detail. I, I didn't want to pester Rennie about it. I'm to the point that I have to now because my option is masking off the stainless and getting a drill with a polishing wow. auger on the. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to do that. One more thing. We're going to bring this up again because I'm sliding out of here pretty soon. I'm going to go find someplace warm. I'm going to Scottsdale for auction week. <sighs> oh, baby. Yeah. And all kinds of good stuff has come up for sale. You should see all the posts that I've gotten from all the auction houses about what they have coming up. Mark, I'm going to Mecca. Now, did you you sent me a picture, didn't you? 
Was that on the, the Was that the one on Facebook? No, no, no. Is that going to be at this auction? Because I knew that was at an auction. And I'm like, I can't even go look right now. I can't even. <laughs> I don't. Oh, damn. You're talking about that super hot Mopar. I said oh, my God. Yes. What, what was it? That was a 60, 62. 61. It was a 61 um, Chrysler Imperial. Yes. Two door. Two door. It was a Chrysler Imperial two door. I didn't know they made them as two doors. Had a had a hood on it bigger than a putting green. Oh my god, that thing was ridiculous! <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, you need to be mine. Still has the fins on it. The whole thing because '62 they were just ending the fins, but it was '63 was black. ugly. Oh, dude, with the red interior, yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah. yeah, crazy, yeah, gorgeous looking car. Even I looked at that and thought, you no, know, that's that's <laughs> not bad. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. It's the fins. It, you gotta oh, have the fins. The fins, and they, they've got this weird headlight kind of eyebrow thing going in. It's like, well, how'd you make the eyebrows look fat? No, it did have the fish face on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a total it bottom feeder. Did. But it also had the really cool indent in the trunk lid for the spare. Well, that that that's for all the krill. <laughs> it gets filtered out of the front of that thing. That was a gorgeous car. Uh, no, yes, it was. I'm going to scoot out. I'm going to go to Scottsdale. Going to enjoy all the warm weather down there. Going to try and see Gary and Muffy Bennett. Oh, yeah. They were so cool. Going to see another one. I said hi. Going to see another one of our upcoming guests. Going to see Drew Alcazar over at Russo nice. and Steel. Drew nice. is a very nice guy. Going to try to catch up with all of my car nerd buddies while I'm down there. And tell them about your radio show and I'm talking about stuff now. And well, you guys got to be on it. Really? You got to join me? And I've invited most of them and some of them have already been here. John Klinger, I'm going to oh, yeah, see yeah. down there. Hopefully I can corner him long enough to have a beer and try to figure out what we're doing. Perfect. But looking forward to that. All kinds of good stuff coming up. Uh, baby, well, I'm coming into my season. Oh, Now, where all do we find the, the pictures for those? Because you, uh, you're going there partly as work, too. Not just working for the radio. but No, uh, I'm absolutely going down because there. Because you're, you're an uh, senior, auction, or senior auction analyst. Yeah, I'm covering Russo and Steel for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine. And all of that will probably be out a couple months afterwards. So we'll have lots of pictures for you. And everything else will be on the Driven at readthedriven.com. Readthedriven.com. Very cool. Well, Heather, has it been kind of weird listening to all these guys babble? <laughs> or does it feel like home? Uh, uh, no, it, it's definitely a little weird, but, you know. <laughs> that is an <laughs> honest and correct answer. <laughs> just, just came in tonight to get kicked in the teeth. Uh, that's what you, you should see his chrome. It's, just, it's really... <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Uh, Driven Radio Show. Uh, be sure to look, go to readthedriven.com. It's Driven Radio Show on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Driven Radio Show. You can find it everywhere. We're, we're all over. We're like a bad rash. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time down the road with Driven Radio. Driven Radio.